Welcome to The Cooldown, a Bailiwick Express podcast where we meet the people making the sports headlines. Hello, I'm Nick Mann, and in this episode, we delve into the world of sprinting with Island star Abby Galpin. A heavily disrupted build-up to last year's Island Games had some hidden consequences through this winter, but she is now back at her best. We geek out over some of the intricacies of 200-metre running, talk about her PB at the UK Indoor Championships, where a fall after the line meant she couldn't compete in the semis, before she reveals her plan for a fresh challenge this summer over a new distance. We begin by talking about the challenges that come after an event as big as the Games. Yeah, it, it is really tricky. Um, and I think there definitely is, maybe not all athletes and coaches appreciate it, but trying to race even in the weeks after the Games is really difficult because I think you know your your mental state even if you think oh no I'm, I'm fine like you just you can't bring out the performances again because your body is just so tired emotionally and physically um and I think that that is really tough and I think we did a competition maybe I didn't actually race but there was a competition at the track maybe a week after the games on a Thursday night and I was like oh yeah yeah there's there's no one here there's no one watching <laughs> and you just you just sort of forget like how amazing the games was and then like a week later it was sort of back to sort of a very low-key meet and the crowd was gone and you just sort of appreciate how amazing it was at the games um for everyone to come and support um but it also was like a tough reality <laughs> coming back to that um and i think then obviously it's it's tricky to then rebuild and try and compete afterwards but i did do a few races and they actually went all right um, but then it's sort of trying to settle back in for the winter and yeah, effectively refocus um, on new goals looking for the next year. Um, but it was a bit, it's been a bit of an interesting winter for me so far with that um, because some people know that I spent most of the year before the games completely injured. Um, I think maybe about the six months before the games, I probably spent four months with no running at all and then two months sort of on and off and then building into the game. So it was a bit of a miracle that I was in the shape I was, um, which definitely credit to my coach, Tom, um, for somehow getting a training program together um, that sort of got me in good enough shape. But at the start of the summer, off the back of the games, I was really struggling actually to sort of, we sort of did sessions that I've done in previous years and we know that I can build really well off. And I just, the times were just not not great. Um, I was really struggling to like put sessions together and, you know, see those improvements. And we think that, you know, potentially it's because taking shortcuts effectively to get into race fitness for the games, um, my body very much did not have the foundations <laughs> to go into a winter training, um, which again is something that's, you know, quite interesting. I think, you know, as an athlete and maybe even most coaches don't appreciate that actually having that time off, you can, you know, force yourself to have a big competition, a big race. Um, but actually then coming back for the winter, the long-term training just wasn't in the bank. So I've been struggling a little bit with that, but I've been building up again and it seems to be coming back again now. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, because I guess it, it, it's got to be difficult to cope with not being at the level or seeing the times that you, you would expect to see, yeah. um, especially when, when we're in an autumn winter period where it's not, not the most sort of energetic time to be there as well. But so you started to see some progress. Mm-hmm. Um, when did it start clicking, I guess, in terms of the winter training? Yeah, I think I actually started racing at the very end of December, um, like literally around New Year. And the times, and my 200 was actually all right, but my 60 was pretty slow for me. I think people that see that time would recognize that that was quite slow for me. Um, and I think that that was, 
definitely uh, signs that my speed was missing. Um, but luckily I seem to have raced myself into fitness and we always say that racing is the best form of training that you can do. Um, and so I think going into Sutherland's two weeks ago, I was I was sort of just like, oh, well, I'll just see what happens. I'm not, I don't think I'm in particularly good shape um, or anything, but we'll, we'll just see. And I actually ended up running 24-5 from lane two, which is like, I was like, oh, that is, <laughs> that's a pretty serious time, actually. Um, I was like, that, you know, equivalent to outdoors, we were sort of saying that's, that's probably actually PB shape. Um, and so then it was Southerns. I decided actually I definitely will go British champs because I wasn't wasn't sure if I was going to. Um, but with that time, I was like, oh, give me a better lane and I will go faster. Just give me a good lane. Um, so I was pretty determined. And I think the deadline to submit that you were going to, your confirmation that you were going to attend was that night. And I was like, okay, better go, better go say I'm coming. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, to be fair, it clicked sort of January time. I spent, you know, I was putting the training in all winter. It just wasn't showing the signs that it was working until yeah quite last minute but luckily it's all worked out and you give us a bit of a sense of well racing indoors is a very very different experience to uh, being outdoors so can you just take us through the different challenges that that yeah so um well there's no 100 meters so you're going for a 60 meter run which is basically just a start <laughs> if you say so, it's so short and sharp if you mess sort of any section up um you're, you're not getting a good time and then the round track is 200 meters so some people call it the short track um and so 200 meters is a whole lap of the track um which is banked at the curves um so you're getting two bends which is slower than an outdoor track because bends slow down having to change direction and also the bends are so much tighter um, so us sprinters are very particular about our lanes. Uh, <laughs> we're particular about lanes outdoors, let alone indoors. So um, it's quite well known that the inner lanes are quite a bit slower. Um, I mean, World Athletics have recently put out a thing saying um, if you're seeding an event, you should make sure that your top seeds go through. So they're basically giving people like British champs an excuse to give the top seeds good lanes which in a heat normally it's meant to be completely random um so that's quite interesting and then also in america recently they've started doing finals they you know normally use lanes one to six they're still taking six people through to the final but they're doing an a and a b final so you only use lanes four five and six because they know that i mean the people number of people that probably don't start if they get drawn lane one they're just like there's no point there's no point running um <laughs> so yeah then starting to use lanes four five and six um because that's what the athletes prefer and will run faster times from is is really interesting um but i guess this is quite an in-depth sort of background into indoor 200 meter running because i think a lot of people maybe don't appreciate um how different it is but yeah definitely lane five or six is the lane to be i remember like talk, talking to people about indoors as well like in terms of just the the atmosphere into how dry it is and all this yeah. kind of different different factors that come in yeah, I think definitely the air does seem a lot drier. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't like to do an endurance race indoors. That'd be pretty horrible. Um, I mean, the great thing about sort of an indoor arena is because it's so enclosed, you don't need that big a crowd to have it echoing off the walls and things like that. So I think it's definitely got a buzz around it um, more than an outdoor track. And then obviously, you know, outdoor athletics can quite often be hampered by the weather or you're complaining about the wind or it's cold or it's raining. Whereas indoors, you've got absolutely none of that to worry about, which I do love. You don't need to worry about the conditions indoors, which is always huge in sprinting. You know, every time you race indoors, you've got a chance to get PB. Whereas when you're running outdoors, you're thinking, oh, the weather's not right today. It's not going to happen. Um, 
and things like that. So that's always quite quite nice things to be going into about indoors. So this weekend, um, you're at the British Champs. Like, what 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 was the main target? What, what was your thought process going into it? Yeah, so I knew the standard was going to be tough this year. Um, there are a few entrants that didn't have season's best, um, which is what they rank all the heats off from. So that was uh, interesting because there were people down that you know were going to run rapid times. They just haven't run yet this year. Um, but I still, I wanted to make the semi-final um, and luckily I did, although I didn't get to run in it. Um, and I, I definitely just, I just wanted to go and run a PB because I knew, you know, if I if I PB'd from lane two any two weeks earlier, then you know, give me any lane that's better than that. I, was, I knew I was going to run faster. Um, and I also just, I wanted to get back out on sort of, you know, the bigger stage. Um, obviously the London Games is an international stage, it's huge, but um, the level of competition at British Champs is effectively higher. So I just wanted to get back out there and sort of reintroduce that after obviously having basically a year off of big competitions um, from injury the year before. I wanted to get get back out there and get used to that stage again. Um, and, it, and it was, it was amazing. It was really good. And you had that lane draw as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was ranked second in my heat Although we did get drawn with the girl that won it last year, um, but unfortunately hadn't run this year yet. So she was she was ranked as, you know, like a ranked like slowest in our heat effectively with no seed. Um, and so she was given lane three, which is, you know, the worst lane that they drew in our heat. Um, but obviously, yeah, I go into it, I'm like, well, she's probably going to win this. <laughs> um, so effectively, I was seeded third, but I needed to come second to get the automatic qualifying spot. So um, it's a bit of a joke that me falling over is actually Tom's fault because he told me I had to get second. He was like, you got to beat that girl. you got to get second. Um, even though she ran half a second faster than me at Southerns to take the silver only two weeks earlier, I knew, I was like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be tough. But um, I knew what her race plan looks like. I knew that she normally goes out hard to 150 and then sort of dies at the end. So I just thought if I can just not let her overtake me too soon and then go back past her again on, across the finish. That that was the plan. I mean, the race was executed perfectly to plan, except um, just after the finish line was not to the plan. But um, <laughs> yeah, really happy to have beaten her and sort of taken that win when, you know, she was ranked above me. Um, and then obviously it meant the, um, sorry, I didn't really explain, coming second meant that I would get a better lane draw <laughs> in the semi than if I'd come third and got through as a fastest qualifier. Um, so yeah, I was, I needed that lane. I needed to get that second place if I wanted to run a good time in the semi with a better lane, um, which is why it was so important. <laughs> so yeah, lots of intricacies that people might not appreciate behind 200 meter running. <laughs> and, it, and it's, oh God, I guess you've got to have so much patience in the, in that race scenario as well. Um, when you see a faster athlete going past you initially the person that you're really focused on comes past you as well and you're then planning to come back at them yeah. actually like mentally that's got to be quite interesting and it's all happening at such a pace yeah right? it is i mean i sort of I, the race plan was initially get out as hard as you can as always and then with birmingham it's meant to be a better track than most of the tracks in the uk so my plan was kind of basically to go flat out the whole way and just hope for the best. But I also knew that I had to put an extra kick coming off the bend to get past the girl in lane five again. So I was expecting her to come past me probably just 
the start of the bend, I thought that's probably when she'll come past me because in Southern she ran absolutely outrageous time to 150. So I thought well, if she's going to run that again, she'll be past me like basically at the start of the bend. And I was running down the back straight and I was like, I can't, I can't hear her yet. I can't feel her because even that you sort of have a sense that they're behind you. And it was only about us come, coming up the hill at the bend. And I was like, she's not here yet. This is, this is good. This is very good. <laughs> and then like, as I thought that then she did come up on my shoulder and I was like, no, I can, I can make this, I can do this. And then sort of, yeah, coming down the bend, I was given absolutely everything. My legs were struggling at that point. I was like, no, I need to get there. I can get there. She's slowing down. I'm, I'm going faster than her, but I think she had about a meter on me, maybe 30 meters to go. And then we would level it about 10 meters to go. I was like, right, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I get there. And then, um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> It's so, so, a little bit hard. <laughs> what happened over the line? The legs just give way, was it? Like, yeah, I think, I mean, the last few steps, I sort of, all of a sudden, I couldn't really feel my legs. They sort of like kind of felt like they seized up. Although watching it back, it doesn't really look like that, but that's at least how it felt to me. And I, I sort of knew I was falling as it happened. I, I sort of, I knew what was happening and I was like, oh dear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also the, because the, shape of the Birmingham track, the, the finish line is basically where the hill starts to slope back up again at the start of the bend. And so I think potentially just starting to go uphill as I fell. So I, the ground was closer than, to me than I thought it would be, um, which I think is partly another reason why I fell, but I think I was probably gonna fall over anyway at that point. But um, yeah, I'm okay, a few scrapes. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, the, the medical guy at the, uh, at the track was like no you've hit your head you can't you can't run again um because he's got a treat as mild concussion so in hindsight i think he probably was right <laughs> even though the adrenaline um in me was like i'm fine i'm ready to go but no um it's probably a good decision because <laughs> it was only an hour later it wasn't the same yeah as like yeah i mean that it was a bit controversial really that the 200 meters the between heat one and semi-final one there was only an hour and a half and i was a bit upset when i got drawn at heat five because it was you know, over 25, it's 25 minutes later than heat one and 25 minutes less recovery. I mean, that's like nearly 50% less recovery than the people are getting in heat one. Um, and I was like, well, that's a little bit annoying. Um, and then I got drawn in semi-final one, of course. <laughs> so I literally, I would have had an hour recovery, um, which is a bit brutal for 200 meters. Um, but it would have been interesting to see how I'd cope with that. But yeah, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> and so that's, that draws um, a close to the indoor season for you. Um, what happens now? So now sort of building to the outdoor season, um, me and my coach have been talking about moving up to the 400 a little bit, um, <laughs> a bit apprehensive about that. I don't, we, we actually spoke about it properly sort of on the weekend. We were like, right, what, what are we doing now? Because, you know, up until then it was just get indoors out of the way, see what happening. And then, um, and then all of a sudden it was like, hmm, what are we doing outdoors? <laughs> um, so I'm definitely still focusing on the 200, I'd say, but I think there's more opportunities in the 400. Um, you know, sort of, there are events that England team sends relays to, and I, you know, the four by four is an opportunity for that. Um, and, you know, I've never really tested myself over the 400. So as me and Tom were talking about, I guess there's more opportunity there um, because I'm definitely more of a 200 meter runner than a 100 meter runner um, at this point. So it's sort of natural that, you know, I ran a, a pr pretty good 400 meter time off you know, no 400 meter training two years ago now. So we sort of like, well, if I actually train for it properly, then, you know, we don't really know what sort of times I can run. So it'll be interesting to sort of move up and, and see how that goes. But at the same time, <laughs> quite apprehensive to do 400 meter training. It's, it's not enjoyable. Um, lactic is 
it's not fun um, compared to just getting to do speed sessions. But, you know, I think it's something that maybe I'll be better suited to um, in the long term. So it's definitely something I'm looking to. I think <laughs> we said yesterday that um, if I start doing the 400 early in the season, um, just to sort of see how it goes, just get myself used to it because I've always had a bit of a mental block doing the 400 because it's uh, quite an intimidating event. But, um, and then move back down and do more speed work during the season and then maybe ending ending in 100, so 200 in the middle and then sort of doing a 100 um, at the end just to see what I can do because it's tricky. I, I want to move up to the four. I think I've got, I'm capable of doing quite well in it, but at the same time, I feel it's unfinished business with the 100. Um, so <laughs> I want to want, want to go faster first in the 100 as well. So I want to want to get better at everything first. You <laughs> so the one, the two, four. Yeah. Back in the long jump hit, or is that like? I mean, I would love to go over six meters in the long jump, but at the same time, I don't think my hamstrings would like me for that. So I, I'm not I'm not going to be um, risking any more long jump, unfortunately. <laughs> I guess like. Um, as, as you look at the longevity of your career as well and staying involved in athletics, stepping up to 400, it's a fresh challenge. It's a new, mm. yeah, basically it's a new event to, to look at and make sure things don't get stale as well. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely something to grow into as well. I think the reason I've always been scared of doing the 400 is because when I was younger, I was very much a, sh- a short sprinter, you know, the 60 meters and the 100 meters, even the 200 was too far for me when I was younger. It, it really was. And then, you know, we'd build into 300s at training and those would just be awful. They'd be just felt way too far for me. And then I remember the first 400 I did was in 2019 because they wanted me in the Gibraltar 4x4 and, oh God, 400. It was so, it was so far and it just felt awful. Um, and so it's definitely something you have to grow into. And I think I'm a lot stronger now. Um, you know, my body can sort of take the volume and take the training sessions for it. So it is just a matter of um, sort of accepting that that is the way to go. And it definitely it doesn't, you know, train, changing up with training can have, you know, really good effects in the 200 as well. Um, uh, there's a girl who, she's actually run at the Commonwealth in the 200 as well, the Welsh girl, Hannah Breyer. She recently moved up sort of, sort of last year, but is fully committed to it this year. Um, and she went from running, I think, I think she started running... 54 um and sort of last year and i think she went sub 54 once right at the end of the year and has just run she ran at british champs i think she came fifth at the british champs but she's just been selected for uh great britain in the world indoor championships for the 4x4 which is just incredible um, i don't expect my to have the same progression as her because she really is an incredible athlete but it just shows you know she was you know talking about moving up and she was it was definitely a challenge for her she wanted a new challenge um and it's really paid off. It's really worked out for her. So I think there's definitely potential, you know, moving up from a 100, 200 runner to 200, 400 runner. Exciting times and especially exciting times when you know that you get more consistency in your training now than the stress of last year must have been immense, like with the injuries. And so must be a great place to be in at this point, mm. coming off the back of a proper indoor season and away we go. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right. That's great. I appreciate your time. Thanks that's for coming great. in. Yeah. That was the cool down. Thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe for more. You can find all our sports news on gsy.bailiwickexpress.com and on all our social channels. Sign up to our daily email to keep up to date on all the work the Express team does. 